Hello, everyone, and welcome back to part two of The Good, The Bad, The Ugly with Jess and Audie. Uh, on today's episode of Locked on Flames, you know, if you listen to the first episode, then you know that we're going to touch on, well, the good, the bad, and the ugly here on today's episode of Locked on Flames. Your Locked on Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Locked On Flames. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online, where the game starts. Thank you all for making Locked On your first listen of the day, or this would, I guess, technically be your second listen if you listened to the first part, but I am joined by my partner in crime, Audie James. <laughs> How are you? I'm, uh, I'm fantastic. I think I'm pretty good. I got, uh, I got to witness what was uh, an emotional roller coaster last night in person. I was at the Dome. I can give you guys a first count or first uh first hand account of what uh what that was like but i'm doing well i'm well right now uh it's snowing in calgary today so <laughs> it's it's uh it's a good day despite the uh the the fluctuation of the weather we'll say that well that's good i yeah. i'm very happy that you know the flames number 1 were able to come back last night oh you and me both. <laughs> but then I'm before we started recording, you told me you almost left the game. Well, I, I don't want to say I almost maybe that was a bit dramatic on my part. I don't think I would have actually left, but I thought about it. I, I'd be lying if I didn't think about it. Yeah. It was I mean... uh well, first of all, too, it, it was really weird. I don't know if you could tell on TV, uh, but like the dome was really empty for the first half of the first period. Yeah. And I couldn't figure out why. And then all of a sudden at the 10 minute mark, everybody came to their seats. So I had a couple of buddies at the game too. And, and we had four empty seats beside us. And we had had, on, had pretty decent seats. And uh, I was like, yeah, you know, like I got four seats beside me. Why don't you guys just come down and sit yeah. here? And then like at the nine fifteen remaining mark of the first period, all everybody came down to their seats and I couldn't for the life of me figure it out. Um, but it was weird. It was, it was the, it was my first sign that this wasn't going to be a normal Tuesday night at the Scotiabank saddle in Calgary. Yeah, that is weird because it's not like there were any, you know what it was the black history month. Oh yes. That's, they had that set up. Yeah. Maybe that, that was it. Must- they had been. they had that yeah it was and that was cool and I and I didn't end up doing it because it looked like it was closed but once I got in the dome I saw people like letting themselves in and I was like oh like I thought that there would be somebody there manning yeah. the doors to go in I wasn't just gonna walk in and do you know my own little thing there but yeah that was super cool they had this big uh, tractor trailer uh, like two tractor trailers set up in front of the front steps of the dome. And uh, obviously, it was the Black History. Uh, it had all the uh, the decals on the outside, and and it looked super cool. So uh, I'm upset that I didn't let myself in like everybody else ended up doing. Um, I don't but blame I did you for not cool. doing that, though. 
Yeah, it was it, like <laughs> it was. It, it just didn't feel right, you know. Like I just didn't want to. There was right. nobody, literally nobody standing outside of this tractor trailer, and I'm like, do I just let myself in, or do I err on the side of caution? <laughs> yeah, right. exactly, exactly. So I don't know. I, I wish I would have though, knowing that uh, people were allowed to go in and were allowed to let themselves in at that. So. Um, I wish I would have done it, but yeah, I, I, that's probably it. Like I, it was that and the fact that they only had two people manning the gates at the, uh, at the entrance to the uh, stampede grounds for parking. So I think a lot of people showed up late because the line to park was ridiculous, but uh, everybody found their way in and, uh, <laughs> and were able to, uh, to watch the game. I think I saw a, a tweet from Ryan Pike from flames nation who said at puck drop, there were, I think 9,400 people in their seats. So just an Ottawa Senators game. Yeah. yeah. Or or uh, a maxed out Yotes game at ASU. Right. Like, Take that's your pick. half the capacity. Because yeah. the dome holds, what, 19? 19 something, yeah. 18. That's, hmm. It was That's weird. Odd. It was so weird. And and, and I don't want to like take this away from the rest of the episode because I know we had a lot to talk about, but it was the most bizarre thing. Hannah and I were just looking at each other like, like I know it's a Tuesday night in Calgary, but this should not be the turnout. And then like like clockwork, everybody just appears. It was That's a sea, so... it was a literal sea of red making their way to the sea. Lived up to their name. That's yeah. Sure. No, it was definitely weird, but uh uh, much more to talk about yeah, <laughs> in that contest no. last night against the Kraken. Uh, there were a lot of things that happened last night, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. the more monumental thing is, of course, John Michael Gaudreau we love him. hitting that 100-plus mark, uh, obviously getting 101 assists, uh, 101 points, excuse me. And what was that like? Because every time that kid had the puck on his stick, all I could hear, obviously, from my house, from yeah. the television, was the crowd going insane. It was it was electric. It was unlike anything I've ever been a part of at a at a live sporting event. And I've I've been to playoff games in Calgary that weren't as loud as wow. the dome was last night. Anytime Johnny had the puck and uh you could tell it wasn't like forced, but you could tell they wanted him to get a hundred. Guy and Jane were there, um, so like you know, you, you want his family flew in. They 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 were there for it, so you know that everybody was uh, everybody was anticipating it. You could tell that the people were trying to uh, you know not force it, but you know anytime it was a two on one or. John maybe had a couple extra steps. They'd give him the puck ahead and he'd try to, you know, come in and make something happen. Um, but it's funny. Yeah, it was it was absolutely electric. They end up going on that. I think it was a power play goal, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, they go on that power play. And the whole time, Hannah was sitting beside me and she's like, I want to record this. Like, I just want to like a raw reaction. And if you saw it on Twitter, she actually got it. Uh, they got, they go on that power play and she's like, I think I'm going to start recording. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Wait till they get into the ozone and then we'll, you know, start recording and see what happens. And a little tic-tac-toe play, uh, down to Kachuk first save was, was made by Drieger. And then the second attempt off his own rebound goes in and then, and then the place erupted. Um, a cool thing about the saddle dome is they have, you know, they have songs for every player when they score. Yeah. Um, I like that. 
Yeah, so Chucky's is the the Chucky theme song from from the the movie, or I don't think I've seen the movie. I'm assuming I, it's from the movie. It's like yeah, C-H-U-C-K. I would assume I, I don't do horror movies like that. Yeah, but... me neither. It's like the C H U C K. Why don't you come out? You know that yeah. one. Anyway, so that usually would play, but they started playing Johnny Be Good instead. And I looked at Hannah and I was like, my goosebumps, like I've, I've got like tears in my eyes. I looked down because where we were sitting, we were we were in the second bowl, but right behind Guy and Jane. Like they were right down oh, below God. us. And I looked down and they were hugging and they were hugging Meredith and and everybody was all, you know, everybody was all, uh, you know, you could see the video of Guy and how happy he was. He was too. so happy. Oh. His face, and they and they showed that they showed that on the jumbotron because there must have been somebody whose job that night was just to focus on Guy Gaudreau, Mm -hmm. and you know you have to be catching the Gaudreaus for John's hundredth point. And they started playing Johnny Be Good, and uh, uh, sorry, I'm just recounting it because I still get goosebumps from it because it was so cool. And um, they had like a congratulations, Johnny. Uh, going around the the video board like they have around the the, the, yeah, ring of the dome. I, if that, I, what would you call that? Ads. Yeah, yeah. They had like a congratulations, Johnny, and then they they had a Johnny one hundred points graphic that they put up on the jumbotron, and um, yeah, yeah. The dome started chanting uh, Johnny, Johnny. Yeah, Johnny. that was clear as day. I was trying to get the MVP chant going, but it was too electric. I was like. Somebody's got to start this MVP chant, but uh, it didn't end up happening. To make a long story short, it was incredible. It was electric. It was a lot of things, and I uh, I'm really glad that I was there. I was there to to witness it too. So, yeah, I think that that's like one of those moments you'll never forget. And if you have kids someday, like you're gonna sit down and be like, I remember when <laughs> I was there for. Johnny Gaudreau's 100th point yeah. back in my day. But <laughs> yeah. I think one of one of my favorite things about uh, Johnny is just how family-oriented he is mm-hmm. and how involved his family is. Oh, yeah. And I watched how uh, – I watched his um, post-game presser with Chucky, and I hadn't seen – I hadn't noticed this before, but he had his wedding ring on. Yeah. And I was like – you don't normally do that. It's yeah. But, you you it, but you notice it with him. And that's yes. it's funny you mentioned that. I every time they post a picture, actually they they posted a picture with the puck mm-hmm. because the secondary assist on that puck or on that goal was to Anderson. So they got a picture with the three of them and John was holding the puck and and his wedding band was on and I'm like, "Oh, that's something you really notice now, hey?" Like Right. And he's he plays with it on. I see. I didn't know that. I didn't he does. know he played with it. He does. Wow. If you ever watch an, an intermission interview or anything where his gloves are off and it's an intermission, it's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna assume he does, but I doubt that he goes to his stall, puts it on, yeah, and then takes it off right before he puts his gloves back on. Um, but yeah, he plays with his wedding band on. Old He's man. very yeah, very family oriented. I like that you bring that up too because uh, you know, given uh, you know his current Ironman streak. Uh, is good for third in the NHL right now amongst active players. Would have been longer, but he did miss time to go tend to Guy, who had some cardiac issues uh, yeah. back home. So, like, just to mention, like, you know, family comes first and family over everything. It's uh, it's it's a true statement. He's uh, 
he's he's very family oriented and uh you know he loves his coach gee he does and he had a quote post game too that it was like um you know i know my dad's gonna tell me i didn't play my best hockey tonight you know and then he'll throw in the congratulations and i was like i love this kid so much like i know it's something so relatable about that that it's just it's painful yeah it's it's funny because and like just back to gee too like he was a friggin he was the man of the hour last night um one of one of my friends shout out to my boy hunter brody is uh he played hockey with john growing up and gee coached them so i sent naturally i took a picture of gee and i said the goat is in the building and he's like oh he's like coach gee coach gee like everybody calls him coach still um and it's just like everybody loves gee gaudreau and and the gaudreau family and and jane's fantastic as well yeah like they're so (laughs) nice they're so nice this is turning into a gaudreau family stan episode like opposed please to... just adopt us yes us exactly the exactly holiday. when's the next cookout or when's the next uh like I, I, we're both i mean your last name a little more italian than mine yeah. but i am italian contrary to popular belief my mom is uh is purebred italian so when's the next gaudreau italian uh you know like get together you know we... i can bring some garlic bread yeah i'll bring <laughs> I'll, I'll get my i'll get my nonna's uh sauce recipe and we can right? uh we can have a cookout with the Gaudreau's Italian style. As long as Jim's there too. Yes, as long as Jim is there. <laughs> Uncle Every Jim's time be I there. go back home, I'm so tempted to be like, Jim, do you want to get a beer? But I'm like, <laughs> I don't, like, I'm technically media. I don't know if he wants to like associate with that, but he's just he's such a funny guy. Oh my like, god, just the best. Just the <gasps> best. And and again, we're shifting this to, <laughs> to a Yeah, Gaudreau now that we're family. done with the ass kissing, oh. like the genuine ass kissing, we do have to move on. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff though. Hey, but but in a nutshell, the Gaudreau 100 point night was fantastic. It yeah. was a lot of fun and I'm glad I was there. I'm very glad you were there and it's great <laughs> to talk to someone who was there to bring that to the show and, you know, take us out of towners to to the last it's like you were there right it's it's almost like you were there so so coming up next we are going to talk about uh kind of the missteps that happened but before we do that i am going to tell you all about um this next product that i use almost every day i started taking ag1 because i have horrible gut health um i am the queen of hot girl stomach problems. And uh, Athletic Greens is one of those things that uh, I'm fortunate enough to get my hands on and replace some medicine with. And they're a great supplement. And um, I just throw it in my water every morning, shake it up and call it a day. But, um, you know, it costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health. It's cheaper than your cold brew habit which is very hard to kick. Believe me, I did it, but you know, it's cheaper to do this. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance and who does not want to get rid of those stomach aches? Um, Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. And just one scoop in your cup every day, that's it. You no need for a million different pill supplements or whatever it takes to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a year free 
one year, oh, a free one year, sorry, supplement supply of immune support vitamin D. Reading is difficult. And five free travel packs with your first purchase. Head on over to athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I should you did great. You Thank did you. great. Just to piggyback, I'm... I had a boatload of Popeyes for dinner, and not only is am I going to be going getting my uh, my greens as well because I got some and and my body will will thank me because of all no. the grease and and not vegetables I put in myself right. so it basically balances itself out if you want it does it's not, just like algebra yeah, exactly exactly you're allowed to eat something not so good for you and then drink your greens and then you can yeah. you know it's balance it's called balance exactly it's great what wasn't so great though were those first 40 minutes nice of segue. hockey. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it was perfect. But yes, I, it was not good. I didn't realize that Markstrom gave up three goals on just 15 shots. It's Yeah, it's funny because, you know, we didn't either. And yeah. through 40, I looked up and I was like, oh my goodness, like three on 15. I'm like, there's a very solid chance that he does not finish this game. Oh, 100%. Knowing Daryl, three on a 15, like, I don't care who you are, you're coming out of that game. And that's, um, like, the second time that that's happened this season where when it's been two or three goals allowed yeah. on very, very few shots, and especially the Donato goal. I will yeah. die on this hill that Ryan Donato is a fraud and nepotism has gotten him where, to where he is, but it was a soft shot that just it was stoppable it was it was very much stoppable um you don't let a guy like ryan donato score on you and if you do then you gotta reevaluate especially seattle kraken ryan donato right like you don't you don't you don't do that yeah different story but ryan donato the seattle kraken maybe that's maybe one you want to stop just the thought, but that's maybe one that you would like to stop. And you know what? Uh, and Victor Rask scored one too. Uh, a bunch of names I forgot were in the NHL on the uh, on the Seattle Kraken as well. There, by the way, looking yeah, at that lineup, I'm like, what the heck? Like, you still play? <laughs> right. A whole new team was out there compared yeah. to when I was insane when we first saw them this season. But they, we didn't see them till December. But yeah. you know, it just was not. Not good. The, the originals, yeah. Crack. No, no, no. It was not the uh, not the hand picked uh, from perfection team that that they were uh, that they that they selected. But regardless, it's uh, it was a tough uh, it was a tough first forty for Markstrom. Uh, but I don't want to hang him completely out to dry because there were a lot of things that I noticed that led to a lot of those goals. Um, just sloppy transitional play. Try like those the, the Flames group that was out there last night had a really hard time through the first 40 moving the puck th- from their zone into the offensive zone. They could barely get the puck out of their own end, which was frustrating. When they got to the neutral zone, the Kraken weren't even really playing a trap, but they were kind of trapping them if that makes sense. Yeah. It was it, they couldn't get anything through the middle. They would finally get something into the offensive zone, but it wasn't very sustained. Uh, they they weren't putting dangerous pressure on. They would get a couple shots or maybe a couple good looks, but 
nothing really high danger and and nothing that really uh, they could build off of, if that makes sense. They weren't able to create many chances with the limited time that they spent playing offense last night, which I think was frustrating to see through the first 40, especially given that this is a team that's one of the best in the league and one of the favorites to win the Stanley Cup against a an expansion team who is going to be another top three lottery pick this year by, you know, pretty good chance they are. So it was frustrating to say the least. Uh, what, what, what do you think? What do you, uh, what did you see last night? I saw a whole lot of regression. I like, I'm talking like when they were in the bubble sort of <laughs> regression and I just was watching like through my fingers. I was like, Oh no. What? Like, are, am I sure I want to watch this mm-hmm. because of how bad it was? I just, I don't know. I, I think it was last night. They had the too many men penalty or it was the game before. It was the game does, before. Yeah. Which is just such a stupid penalty to take regardless. Like know your line changes count. Not it's, only that, but can to, to piggyback on that, that particular one, I think it was Blake Coleman who threw the puck to the bench on a change like you don't do that that's like the first thing they teach you in hockey is not to throw the puck at the bench when you're changing like that you're asking for too many men not to cut you off but that was just something that that frustrated me from that call too not to beat a dead horse (laughs) well no it's fair to beat it because they kind of deserve it like you if you're gonna play like that i'd like just make silly fundamental mistakes this close to the playoffs you have to nip that in the bud right now because mm-hmm. if you do that in the playoffs against like true competitors, what are you going to do? You're going to cost yourself a game when you have guys like Coleman making those mistakes or if you have Milan Lucic taking <laughs> – granted, he, he has stayed off my radar recently. But, you know, taking those avoidable and unnecessary penalties – Mm-hmm. Stop giving teams this man advantage. You don't yeah. need to do that. Yeah. There's no need. Not only that, but also the fact that, the, and they, and I will give them credit, they had some success later on in the game last night, but taking advantage of the man advantage. Um, the power play hasn't been fantastic or stellar by any stretch of the imagination as of late. Looked good last night. They were able to set some stuff up. Um, you know, not the best I've seen this power play, but uh, definitely not the worst. Um, but I liked your point about regression because it got me thinking last night, you know, it brought you back to the bubble. For me, it brought me back to 2018, 2019 when this team was, you know, they won the Western Conference, highly touted going into the playoffs. And, no, and then what no. happened? Well, and then the only two people who decided to show up for uh, for any game day were Mike Smith and Sam Bennett. So it gave me flashes of that kind of playoffs. And I'm not, and again, I'm not like being trying to be too critical or trying to find things that are, you know, this team's still good. I'm not trying to raise any, any flags or sound any alarms, but it, it, you know, you're allowed to be critical when a team, you know, this team should have, they should have had their way with Seattle last night for lack of a better term. Right. They, Seattle should not have scored three goals. No. (laughs) Three three very mediocre goals. I think the one was low blocker that he should have had that you talk about the Donato goal. That was not good. Um, they weren't fantastic, but you know, who was fantastic? Like truly, I think that Noah Hannafin 
had a great game. And yes, this is the hometown bias coming out in me because we're from like the same little area. But you know what? This kid has always fascinated me. Oh. Call him a kid. He's like a year younger than me. He's, but he's, he's a child. Say, he's very close to our age, yeah. if I'm not he, mistaken. <laughs> that's how I know I'm getting old. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's a kid. That's but it. he, I read your tweet on yesterday's show about the level that he's playing at. Mm-hmm. And he had the assist, I believe, on Chucky's first goal because, because I thought it was him who scored. A lot of people did too. Yeah. But I was like, Chucky oh. tipped it. Yeah. They yeah. they actually called it Hannafin's goal. And then at the end of the first, uh, uh, Beasley uh, corrected the goal. So it was Chucky's, but it was a beautiful feed or a beautiful nice. shot that, that led to it. And I think it's so nice to see the defense also contributing in an offensive way Mm -hmm. because you know so they're not stuck in their own not that I think any of them kind of like okay I have to only play this because that's not how you win games but to not be so in their head about okay I I can't touch the puck I have yeah yeah no you you bring up a really good point too and I think a a lot of that has to do with the balance that Daryl Sutter put in all three D pairings, uh, mm-hmm. the, the way he's, he's constructed his defensive group. Um, you know, for example, you look at Shillington and Tanev. Shillington has, has always been highly touted for his skating, his puck, you know, his, the puck on his stick. He's a great stick handler. He can shoot, he can finish, he can join the rush. Whereas mm-hmm. Chris Tanev is the kind of guy who's going to stay back. He's going to be defensively responsible. He's not going to join the rush. He's good at, moving the puck out of his own end. He's good at getting the puck up the ice and that's about it. Well, I don't mean to say that's about it. I just mean but, like he's very defensively responsible is what I'm trying to say. But no, exactly. All of a sudden you put a you put a guy like that with a guy like Shillington, you know, you 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 have the perfect pairing in the sense that, you know, Shillington can go in and join the rush and you because you know that Tanev is going to be back. Or you know the, the way they got their forwards playing better defense too. You know somebody's going to be going to be there to cover Shillington's man or Shillington's zone if he does end up having to join the rush, right? And and you look down the the three D pairings. You know you look at excuse me, Good Branson Zadorov. Same thing. Zadorov has shown as much as I pooed on him to start the year. I think he's been really good and really effective in his role. Same with Good Branson, and yeah. and Zadorov has you know he's. He's shown that he can, you know, he's like 6'6 or 6'7 and he moves through the neutral zone with the puck like he's sometimes like he's Connor McDavid, like the way he moves his feet. And I'm not comparing Zadorov to McDavid, but it's like smooth. He moves. That's what I mean. And the way that he, like nobody touches him. Nobody touches him. He just kind of goes through. So it's like, I don't know. It's it's really nice to see. And then Noah's go ahead goal last night too, we got to talk about was ridiculous. Yeah, so, chef's kiss. So um, that was really nice to see. And I, I want to take you back quickly here to, to something that I think was the spark to that third period. And Ooh. it it was, you know, we saw Vladar come in. Yes. And I wanna I wanna see what you think about this too, because I was a little confused when they took the ice. I'm like, okay, there's Gaudreau. Okay, there's Lindholm, there's Mangia. Pawnee, okay. And then I was like, oh, there's Dubay, there's Backlund, there's 
Matthew Kachuk. Okay. Yeah. And Daryl deployed a lineup of Gaudreau, Lindholm, Mangiapane on the first line, Dubé, Backlund, Kachuk on the second line, Coleman, Yarncroke, and Toffoli on the third line, and Lucic, Lewis, and Carpenter on the fourth line, which remained pretty much what it was. Um, and the cycle was way better. Mm-hmm. They were moving the puck way better. They were creating way better chances. And do I think this is going to be the game one starting lineup? Heck no. It's no. going to be Gaudreau, Lindholm, Kachuk. They are going to go back to that line. Don't get carried away and think that they're going to change everything. No. This is just temporary. But it worked. He outcoached Dave Haxtell, which isn't hard to do. He put out a different lineup. <laughs> and, they, <laughs> and they didn't know what to do. Yeah. Right, you put you, you all of a sudden. There's some, uh, you know, change, and they're like, "Holy crap, what do we do?" Right, and then look what happens. That's why I bet money on a comeback, and and I ended up hitting it. <laughs> Let's yeah. go. <laughs> I, I think you know you do hit on like a lot of good points there, and for me, watching that third period, it was like I I don't know what Sutter said to them in the locker room, but I need I will pay him to record that so to like motivate me to study for finals or something <laughs> because like okay I'll get it together I'll clean my house I will have yeah. cut the grass with the scissors like you <laughs> name it I will get it done but you know those simple tweaks were very very effective oh, huge. and I think we can go more into that in just like two seconds Mm-hmm. Keep everyone holding on to this, the seat of their pants, whatever, edge of their seat, whatever. But you mentioned betting, and mm-hmm. Bet Online will happily help you make money when you bet on the Flames. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your sports betting stats and info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of Major League Baseball season. Bet online is your continued source for sports wagering information from live betting to playoff esports and more. Um, should I take the under? I don't know what it is tomorrow against Vegas. Well, I don't know what they have it set to, but you never bet the under. I, I never, honestly, I've never bet. Well, I, do, I have bet the under. Um, depends on what it's set at. Because it's okay. probably going to be high, I'd imagine, for Vegas. Well, maybe not. It might be a goaltending battle. It's hard to say. Over-under is a hard one for me. I'm usually a money line kind of guy. Okay. Money line or puck line. If you want help with that, I can help I you. Will, <laughs> Stay I'm, away from over-under. I can't help you with that. I got you. And I will message you because I am <laughs> dumb when it comes to this stuff. Anything with numbers, forget it. I, I send it to James. And I'm like, here, JJ. Figure yeah. it out. <laughs> That's what I do, too. He's our go-to. <laughs> right head to the website today and uh check out the latest props odds bets things that i am not good at at betonline.net betonline where the game starts um before the game tomorrow the flames should probably put a little fuel in their tank by eating a built bar built bars are a delicious tasting protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and have replaced my candy bar consumptions and the puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallows they're fluffy they're marshmallowy and they're dipped in 100 percent real chocolate uh it's kind of like heaven on earth honestly like it's just great 
Um, I keep them in my glove compartment during the winter because uh, they're a great post or pre-gym snack, depending on where I'm coming from. They're uh, low calorie, high in protein, and they're better for you than, like I mentioned, candy bars. And they do have a really good peanut butter one that just tastes almost as good as a Reese's peanut butter cup. I'm sorry, nothing will ever compare to a Reese's cup to me. Sorry, Built Bar. Uh, don't take away our your ad spot for that one go to built.com and check out their promotions for you and that is promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off of your next order i gotta try some of that oh, they're so also good. also i love the american canadian difference between us reese's yeah that's, reese's. That's, a, that's not a new one because i know a lot of americans that call it reese's what do you call it we call it reese's no Reese's. Reese's. Today I had a Reese's peanut butter cup. So you actually, actually today I got back from true story. Dairy Queen got a Reese's, uh, Reese's pieces cookie dough blizzard. No, it's Reese's pieces. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're changing the subject to talk about your quickly on your uh, over under. It is set right now on most books at uh, six. Oh, that's because the Flames beat them six nothing last time. Probably. I'm so smart, guys. Look at that. I would, I would, I would. Well, it's usually between five and a half and seven is what what most over unders are set oh, towards. Um, I would take. I think I'd take the over. Okay. I would probably take the over. Like that's that's like, okay. that's like a five two game for the Flames. Oh, okay. You, you win on that. Oh, five okay, two win. Right, like you goals. could probably see it going like. 4-2 and then especially because Vegas is fighting for a playoff spot they're going to yeah. pull the goalie they're going to try to tie things up they're either going to score or Calgary's either going to score so I don't know take the over on tomorrow's game and, did you uh, tw- see Quinn Hughes make an absolute clown out of Jack Eichel last night no yes so Quinn Hughes had the overtime winner against Vegas and Jack Eichel like went flying in the air oh it was really funny. I'll send you the video I'll after. Have to look at that. Yeah, please and, do. Oh my god. It was like one of the first things I saw when I woke up this morning. I was like, I don't know why I was watching this on a loop. Like <laughs> I Vegas was supposed to be good at that. Jack Eichel was supposed to be like this greatest god's gift to earth. But anyways, the Flames, they they that third period, they looked good. They looked great. Yeah, the third period that uh, I don't know, like I said we talked about those line combinations and 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 you know, it, it it's nice because it wasn't like what we've seen before from uh, you know, previous coaches. I'm not going to name too many Jeff Ward, but um oh, man, the me. line blenders where we'd throw everybody's name in a blender and we would just yeah. kind of go with what it spits out. But the lack of consistency, there was yeah. no chemistry, nothing. It wasn't that. It was like Daryl's backup lineup, if that makes sense. It's like he knew, he calculated. This guy knew. He's like, yeah, these guys can all play together here. We'll just save this as a just in case. Yeah. But it's also nice, too, because the more I think about it, you know, come playoffs, you're going to be playing the same team yep. at, at worst seven for seven games. Yeah. It doesn't hurt to have a backup plan if you're down in a game and you know that you can deploy an alternate lineup and Try see success. They came back from a two-goal deficit last night to win the hockey game in regulation. 
Which I didn't see happening. Not many people did. No, <laughs> I'll tell I, you that once, much. Once Hannafin had the uh, tying the equalizer, I was like, okay, like we're going to overtime. I was like, okay, whatever. Like we got Yeah, this. it's kind of the vibe I got too. And then Kachuk just said, no, you can all go to bed. Yeah, yeah. It was nice. Good night, Thank besties. You. Right? Like, thanks so much because I don't want to stay awake. Anymore. I am so tired. Please send me to bed. Right? <laughs> that was me when I was sitting at the game. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm so tired. My, there my... are some games I've gone to where I'm like, I need this to end. Yeah. Well, it's bad because it's bad when my 930 uh, bedtime thing starts yeah. coming on my phone. And yeah. I'm like, it's like, it's like it's 929. You're set to go to bed in a minute. And I'm like... Really? There's still 15 minutes left in the third <laughs> period. You're going to have to wait. Sorry. And I still got to drive home. Right? Like, not to but, complain. I do love being at the dome. <laughs> right. Like going to games is fun. It's I never realized the luxury I had of literally being 45 minutes away from TD Garden until I moved away. And now I'm like, yeah. oh, I have to plan like the whole weekend and I yeah. can't just take a train or drive or whatever. But like you mentioned, I think it's so great that the Flames um, had that ability to, number one, come back, but then that opportunity to try out those lines. Mm-hmm. I don't see Daryl Sutter as someone who's going to double shift a player. No, I, I yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's tough because it seemed last night like John was on the ice a lot in the third period. Yeah. But Maybe it wasn't, I don't think it was double shifting. I just think his line got a lot of time in the third yeah. period. Um, yeah. but yeah, you're probably, yeah, I don't, I don't see like basically with the way that he constructed this lineup, this alternate lineup, which in fact actually practiced today as, as, yep, a, as a lineup, that. um, is the, is the balance, right? You know, you got Dubé who's kind of finding himself again on the second line with Backland who you know is a good shutdown guy and a good puck mover and Kachuk who's a good finisher and a good playmaker right on the second line Gadrolin Homanjapani we, we they, they speak for themselves Coleman Yarncroak Toffoli you know you got a way better Sean Monahan and Yarncroak on that third line Coleman another good shutdown guy and puck mover and Toffoli a guy who tucked 20 this year you know it's it, it's it's perfectly balanced which it I is. think I like the most about it. It is. And I think that's nice to number one, see and to have the luxury to deploy those lines. But then you also, you finally have like a solid top nine. Yeah. You're not just running with the top six. Mm-hmm. And I really am hopeful that, you know, the secondary scoring stays alive through the playoffs and in the defensive scoring yeah (laughs) honestly like if we can just cut copy and paste that third Mm -hmm. period just the third period to to the stanley cup well it was also a good test i think too for them in a come from behind game where you know now that puts them in a much better position you know they they win tomorrow in vegas they're the first team in the pacific to clinch a playoff spot i just think the resilience it kind of taught them too and you know we can be down two goals in a in a third period of a game and still come back and win regulation. And I think that's important, uh, an important mindset to bring into a playoff run that you're going to go on inevitably, especially given the longevity of their playoff run that most people are predicting. 
that's a good mindset to have. Like, it's just, I, 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 as much as we critique the game, I think there was a lot of good things too. And, and I think that's one of them is, is kind of getting in that mindset and, and, and fighting back. And, it, you know, it, it's easy to poo poo on the first 40 minutes because it, it was what it was. But that third period had me, uh, I don't know. It's had me thinking a lot more than anything else. And I don't know why, but I just, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, wow, this was really smart. Or wow, this makes a whole lot of sense. Or, right. you know, this could prove beneficial to them down the stretch. I don't know. It's just, uh, it was an interesting game. Very yeah, interesting game capped off by uh, some Johnny Gaudreau and the Gaudreau family fireworks. Oh, I love them. We but do we love them. enough <laughs> ass kissing in the first mm-hmm. segment. But is there anything you want to add before we wrap up this wonderful episode of Locked on Flames? Oh, just if I can leave you guys with anything till my next hit on this uh, wonderful show, it's buckle up because things are going to get really fun here down the stretch. And if you're a Calgarian like myself, I will see you on the Red Mile and at the Red Lot very soon. This is going to be a lot of fun, folks. Buckle up. I'm sure I'll be on before playoffs start. Don't yes. don't don't fret. I will definitely come back on again. We'll we'll continue our hits. And like I said, I will live up to my end of the bargain like I haven't as of late but life is busy we it's get busy it. but okay. we're, we're getting we're getting better and uh with that we will see everybody on the red lot at the red mile maybe even see someone else there that might be on this show question maybe working on it I, I gotta I'm actually I have to pick up the biggest thing I need is my original birth certificate because I'm not paying $75 for a new one. My <laughs> yeah, mom found it. So once I get that in my possession, I will be going legalizing and finalizing paperwork so I can <laughs> cross the Canadian border. Absolutely. But- and we will welcome you with open arms on the red lot, the red mile, and all the wonderful bars on 17th Avenue. Oh, and all the wonderful people. people. Pictures posting like from breweries. And I'm like, I need to go. Yes, you know what? I I know a guy. If you want to talk about breweries in Calgary, I definitely know a guy who can help you out there. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I've already talked to them. So <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we can. I'll just kind of do like a little meetup or something. If... Of course, we'll make sure it happens. Oh, a hundred percent. All right, so that's it for today's episode and today's two for pod day at here at locked on flames you can find me on twitter at just belmosto make sure you're subscribed to the show following the show uh wherever you get your podcasts leave a nice review please just be nice tell me your favorite color or something and Adi, where can people find you you can find me uh, on the Twitter uh, bird app as well at Audie James, uh, A U D D I E, uh, and then James. And yeah, let's have some fun. Interact with me on there. I've been trying to engage a little bit more with everybody and put out some fun tweets. So we'll see you guys over on the uh, on the bird app then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that wraps it up for I don't what's today Wednesday. Today's <laughs> Wednesday episode. All day. Yeah, right. And I will see you guys on Thursday, and we will um, obviously be previewing the Vegas Golden Knights game. Until then.